Hello and welcome back to Loving Akalish, Reflections of Parenting a Child with Severe Learning Disabilities, Episode 4. In the last episode, we talked about Akalish's healthcare plan. In this episode, we will be speaking about his social care plan and carer support. Since the past few years, there had been advancements in the facilities socially available for people with learning disabilities, such as disabled parking, wheelchair access in public transport or public places, support groups, and more. Mum, can you please speak about Aklesha's social care plan? The social worker had helped us arrange respect care on hospices and daycare centres for Aklesh. He would go on sleepovers for 40 nights a year and attend daycare on a regular basis. Aklesh was also attending special needs schools as well when he was young. They carry out social activities and would take him out on trips including cinemas, beach and shopping. Once he reached the age of 18 years, he would go to care homes and other daycare centers with people of his age now that he is an adult. Thank you, ma'am. I remember attending some of these activities with him. They would sometimes arrange activities for siblings as well, and it was good fun. Mum, you had touched on carer support previously, but can you please explain to our listeners how they support you with Akhilesh? Akhilesh is completely dependent on two people for his personal care at day and night. The NHS care coordinator had arranged carer support to help me look after him. Before he used to go to school, but now he is based at home and would only go out on a leisure basis. So I needed more support since then to look after him at home and when we take him out. The carers would help me in moving and handling a clash on the bed and in his wheelchair. They also help me bathe him, nappy changes and feeding. Sometimes they help administer medicines and accompany him in his playtimes. We would train them according to his care plan, which takes time because Akhilesh's needs are complex, but they had been patient and supported me well to this day. I agree. The carers had been very helpful for Akhilesh and almost became part of this family over the years. Would you like to give any advice to parents about care plans in general? There are a few things which I wanted to share with other parents, which I think is good to be aware of if in case it becomes useful at some point like it did for me, including reviewing care plans, power of attorney, do not resuscitate or DNR, deprivation of liberty of dolls, yellow clinical waste bins, and disabled car parking bay requests. It's important to review care plans on a regular basis because needs can change from time to time for a child. In Akhilesh's case, the healthcare professionals would reassess his requirements every few months. Before your child reaches the age of 18 years, consent from parents is taken, but once your child becomes an adult and does not have the mental capacity to make decisions, then other healthcare professionals also are involved in making decisions for them. Power of attorney is something which I also wanted to advise for parents 
in cases where parents may feel that their decisions are not voiced when making decision for the care of their child a power of attorney is useful in these circumstances and you won't feel alone when other healthcare professionals are making decisions for your child because they are entitled to include you in this process if they have not already do not resuscitate or dnr is a sensitive topic for parents if it applies for your child if resuscitating your child would result in a very poor quality of life afterwards then doctors may consider a dnr it is best practice to discuss with your family and doctors when considering a dnr for your child deprivation of liberty safeguards or dolls is a legal framework for people who lack the mental capacity to consent to be accommodated in hospital or care home it is designed to allow hospitals or care homes to legally authorize restrictive care situations for those who cannot consent for them dolls is useful in cases where parents would like to give consent or not on behalf of their child about their place of accommodation when there is conflict between the government's decision as to where to place them disabled car parking permit is useful for parking but we can also apply for a disabled car parking bay to be placed in front of your home if necessary for example in aklesh's case we struggled to park our car in front of our home because our street is busy we sometimes don't even find enough space to park our big car which is specially designed for his wheelchair and has a electric ramp and so it takes more space than a normal car parking space we would end up parking for from home which had become difficult for aklesh's transportation finally if there is a lot of clinical waste such as personal protective equipment or ppe like gloves and masks then you can apply for a yellow clinical waste bin this is sometimes useful if there is a lot of clinical disposal and your other bins are getting filled up quickly because of this waste there are also other options such as applying for another bin or a larger bin but if there is a lot of clinical waste in a particular then you can apply for this through gp referral in some counties the district nurses or the council can provide you the bins and waste collections thank you ma'am that was a lovely advice for parents something we shall keep in my mind too reassessing care plans is important because as my mother mentioned circumstances and requirements may change over time and so we need to act in their best interests a child's mental capacity may also change and they may start to communicate their needs so we would change the care plan according to their personal wishes instead of us with regards to applying for a power of attorney dolls disabled car parking bay and a yellow clinical waste bin please read through your local council or .gov.uk website to check how to approach these applications since it may vary from one county to another if you would like to further discuss about dnr then please discuss this with your registered general practitioner or gp
Finally, I would like to quickly touch upon the Mental Capacity Act, which my mother had mentioned in this podcast. Mental capacity means the person's ability to make a decision on his or her own. If a person aged 16 years or over lacks mental capacity, then the Act helps everyone caring for that person to make decisions for them in their best interests. There are five principles of the Mental Capacity Act when assessing capacity. Number one, they must assume to have capacity unless proved otherwise. Number two, all practical steps must be taken to help someone make a decision before they can be assessed as lacking capacity. Number three, an unwise decision does not in itself indicate a lack of capacity. When acting or making decisions on behalf of someone lacking capacity, number four, any act or decision must be in the person's best interests. And number five, any act or decision should aim to be the least restrictive option. We have now come to an end for episode four. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe giving you a good awareness of the facilities socially available for people with learning disabilities, as well as some tips, hints and advice for your child's care plan. Please do join us again in our next and final episode where we'll be talking about how Aklish is now and his future outlook.